the Slack Guy. Hello to the millions and millions of listeners of the Slack Guy podcast. It is millions now, Ben, is that correct? We're up to? Trillions. Trillions. Didn't even know that was a number, but welcome to my listeners locally, abroad, in space, wherever those trillions of people are. I welcome you because unlike paramilitaries, I'm not all about locals only. I welcome one and all listeners of all creeds, all religions, all whatever. What? Who cares? Watch us are as long as you listen to the podcast. You're good by me. Welcome at one and all. Hope we're all feeling good. I myself, um, you know, I, I probably shouldn't be recording a podcast today. Probably should be at home in my bed, being treated because I have the cold and. I mean, I know I'm very brave coming and doing this, but I do feel slightly under the weather. So heads up if people are like, what the hell's wrong with his voice? Why does he sound so like out of breath? And I've got a wee cold because things are starting to open up again. Now people are probably going, oh no, what do you mean things are starting to open up again? I mean, schools are back, playgroups are back. My child, the eldest one, I do have two children, by the way, but I didn't want to say my children because my youngest one doesn't go anywhere. She stays in the house, but my oldest one, goes to nursery school, and in nursery school, it's a well-known fact, it's full of filthy beasts. Every nursery school is just filled with germ-spreading, snot-dribbling, rancid little bastards, <laughs> and that is no different with my um, daughter's nursery. And unfortunately, I did try the whole do-not-talk-to-me-or-touch-me approach, but that doesn't really get through to a three-year-old, so now I am feeling a little bit under the weather. But hey, the show must go on. You know, we are under serious pressure by sponsors to do this show on a weekly basis because this is a large proportion of these companies' advertising drive and we have to be here. We can't get out of it and it is what it is. So that you have my sponsors to thank for me being here this week. And not only have I had the cold, but also it's been a sad week too because... It seems like a lot of celebrities have died this week. It seems like it's been a very sad week. Now, obviously, um, Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. I need to say York there, but think that's Andrew. Less said about him, the better. Um, <laughs> and Duke of Edinburgh died. And it is sad. Now, a lot of people are like, how's it sad? He's 99. It just is because, you know, he's kind of been a dude that's always been about doing th- I mean what does he really do who knows he's just kind of there and he's always been an old guy ever since I've been born he's been an old guy so for to be an old guy for like 30 plus years impressive and he has passed away now thing about that is I'm kind of dealing with sadness and I'm also dealing with the slight urge to go hey told you so I think people who will pass away this year I think one that I think has got to go, not because for any reason other than I think they don't look great, Prince Philip. Because if you remember on an earlier episode of this very podcast, maybe a turn of the year, someone said, you know, ask me who's going to die, which celebrities will die this year. And I, you know, being what what a predictor, what a truth speaker, what, I'm, I'm Nostradamus, I've called myself Nostradamus before, the last prediction I made was Joe Biden was just going to rat-a-tat-tat the Middle East. Of course, he's done that. My next prediction was Prince Philip would pass on. And hey, I called it. So yes, it is sad, but also 
delighted to be right. Delighted to have made a correct prediction. Now, some people will be like, oh, what a prediction was that? You know, he's a 99-year-old guy. It's pretty safe, but hey, he was 92, and then he was 93, and then he was 94, and then he was 95. He's been an old, but old man for a long time. So, hey, I finally called it. And it's also good in the regards that you know, it doesn't. It won't be awkward where the Queen has to write him a letter and be like, oh, for fuck's sake. So he did her a solid and passed passed away. Also, DMX died, the the rap star. Um, now, to be totally honest, I liked some of DMX's songs and the rest of them didn't really. So it's not for me, it's like, oh, it's a shame someone's died too young. But also, you know, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get over it fairly, <laughs> fairly quickly. No, no, no disrespect to DMX, but I mean, it's not, not really affecting my life any. But rest in peace anyway. Um, and I would, I would point people in the direction of YouTube, <laughs> and I would say, listen, just for the banter, Google a video where DMX says he'd rather just keep taking drugs than see his son. Great bit of content. He was he, like, I'll, I'll fill it in for you. He went to this talk show, and his son, um, which I don't know, I was going to say his name was DMZ. Oh my god. Why did, I, why did I need to make the worst joke of all time? But his son was basically like, listen, but dad likes gear. He likes gear a lot. I love my dad, but I'd rather not be on gear. And then the host of the show was like, right, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to reach out to your dad. We're going to reach out to DMX. We're going to say, listen, DMX, your son wants to reconcile with you. He wants you back in his life. He's ready to build a bridge. All you have to do is give up the gear. And DMX just went, No. That was a decent impression. He just went, no. And they're like, but hold on. We've brought a, a, a camera crew here. We've got you in the studio to, to reconcile your son. And he's like, yeah, I'm happy to reconcile my son, but I'm not giving up gear. So either the son gets me with gear or the son doesn't. And alas, you know, the son lost, the gear lost, and DMX lost. Rest in peace. But Philip is gone and the world is... Um, the world is, in, I mean, in shock's the wrong phrase, but the world is, is mourning. And what I want to say is I didn't know a lot about the guy. I just thought he was this kind of cookie weird guy just made offensive statements. My kind of guy, really across the board, just an old guy, says whatever he wants, offends whoever he wants. Like, I know there's there's pages on the lists of, like, gaffes he has made, but um, one of my favourites was, I think he went to, like, a, a smoke alarm, uh, like, safety event, where, like, a family who... Or like a man, I think, who lost a lot of his family due to not having a working smoke alarm in a house fire. And he was trying to like support this charity, this guy, and try and get it brought forward. He's like, bring Prince Philip on board. Prince Philip was like, why the hell would I support these things? They bloody go off every time I have a bath. <laughs> and it's like, oh no, Philip, now it's not the time for that. But but other than that, he's a pretty, he was a pretty interesting dude. Like I watched a, a documentary about him. Well, I say I watched it. I was actually trying to watch Match of Day, but that was delayed because of fuck's sake. And... Um, it was just a pretty interesting documentary about him. I, I just thought he was kind of like, I mean, again, no offense, just like, you know, the Queen's bitch boy, which is it's cool to be because I know if I was in the circumstance, hey, I'd be all about that. He was in the Navy, so he was like a, a full naval dude. I mean, obviously, I'm not down in, on the military terms. I think naval dude is the correct term that you would use for that. But he was a full naval dude, and then he got married to the Queen, who wasn't the Queen. She was just, I guess, a princess, Princess Elizabeth. And then she was, her dad died. And then they were like, right, well, you're queen now. And they went to, to Philip and were like, listen, Philip, you can, you know, you're you're a distinguished naval guy. You can obviously continue being a naval guy or you can be, 
a spouse to your wife? And he was like, hmm, <laughs> let me think. And they're like, obviously he's going to say naval guy. He's like, I want to be a spouse. And then ever since then, he's just been a spouse. And I mean, what a baller he was. His life was far more entertaining than I thought. Like, Prince Philip, and now this is a sentence that I don't think has ever been said before, but Prince Philip was the original Kardashian. Now you're going to go, in what respect? It's like Prince Philip, like years ago, like I think in the 70s or 80s, was like, yeah, get a film crew in to show what we get up to on a day-to-day basis. So there was actually a documentary about just the royal family going on holidays and stuff, and Prince Philip's just cooking a barbecue and all, having the banter. And then obviously that didn't take off because people at the time didn't think it was too becoming of a royal family to be getting on like that. But like that was the like the origins. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for Prince if it wasn't for Prince Philip, Bruce Jenner would still be kicking about. If it wasn't for Prince Philip, there'd be no Caitlin because Prince Philip laid the groundwork. It's like the butterfly effect, which led to reality TV, which led to the Kardashians and Bruce getting on the TV, which led for Caitlin to be able to feel comfortable to be Caitlin, and now the world is a better place, all because of, of Prince Philip. Also, he did a lot of travelling. And what was great about it too, in the early days, he was like, obviously in a position where the Queen was like, look, Philip, I got to hang about here and do Queen stuff. And, you know, you can kind of hang around with me and do Queen stuff if you want, or you can go, like, to the other side of the world and just do, like, you know, spice stuff if you want. And Philip was like, yeah, sweet, I'll do that. So he just fucked off for, like, a couple of months at a time, just travelled to, like... Australia, New Zealand, all by himself. I mean, I don't want to be disrespectful to Philip, but slinging dick, I'm sure, and uh, just having a great time down in Australia, in, in Tasmania, and Hong Kong, all these just dope places all by himself, just doing a... Mi- I mean, what is his, a mission, which is effectively going on holidays to the Commonwealth, which is a good time. Fair play to Phil for that. And it was interesting. And he also hosted a science show, so he, like, wanted to try to get people more interested in science so he just hosted science shows and stuff on the telly he should he wanted to be a tv presenter rather than just a spouse and then i think the older he got he was like like me had kids and was like oh fuck it my life's over let's just hang about in the house all day so i think that's kind of how, how it panned out but it was interesting and i know some people are like oh you can't like him because he's a who cares he's no guy you know what i mean he's an old guy he's lived a great life he's an interesting soul there's a bit of banter about him and yeah it's sad that he's dead rest in peace to uh to the bit, the, the I was going to call him the big man. Yeah, he's. I'm sure he was a tall guy. Rest in peace, Philip. I nearly said rest in peace to the Queen. They mean that condolences, you know, because I mean, out of the trillions of listeners, I am sure at some stage the, the Queen's listened to this podcast. I mean, that would be the greatest thing. Imagine the Queen did listen to this. Jesus, I would be. She would bring back like treason and like have me beheaded or something at the Tower of London for the shit I say. But hey. It is what it is. So that's basically been all it's been in the news. And anything else we want to watch has kind of been postponed or put back. It's been a little bit frustrating. I got nervous for a bit because I thought that line of duty was going to be postponed. And praise be to all above that it wasn't cancelled because this week's line of duty was TBEE, the best episode very enjoyable for those of you who um don't want spoilers it's okay i'll not give you spoilers all i want to say great episode ben did you watch the greatest episode of line of duty ever i haven't watched any of it yeah pardon on my to-do list along with like what else like harry potter and lord of the rings you fucking weirdo 
watched them. Oh yeah, of course you have. Fucking <laughs> nerd. Anything about little kids doing magic and dwarf guys, he's all over it. But a proper, real good show. He's having none of it at all. Very enjoyable. It was a. It ha- this is this is my expression watching it a bit during it. it was like. <sighs> a lot of drama. Very enjoyable. Um. And then also, I feel like this series, I, I, I don't know, obviously you've not seen any, Ben, um, so you don't really get it, but I feel like this series, more than ever, they're really, like, bigging up Ted Hastings, like, we Northern Irish saints. Like, before, in the earlier series, is it, you, you gotta use Northern Irish by his accent. But as the series is, are going on and on, it's kind of getting more and more, like, l- l- the sayings are getting more and more kind of Belfast and local. Like, this series... He used the phrase, he goes, hold your wished. Whenever Steve came into him and he was going, he goes, hold your wish and said something. And it was like, whoa, that's very, very Belfast. Another one he dropped is, you think I came up the lagging in a bubble? Which was good to hear, you know, on the TV. But I think there should be, um, you know, more Belfast in it from him. I think by the next series or the series after, they're going to run out of those sort of traditional sayings and they're going to just resort to like smick chat. You know, so so Steve will walk into him in the office, and he'll be in a he'll come in like this. Cause Steve sometimes comes in very serious. He's like, "Um, sir, I've got some bad news. That's a terrible impression, by the way. Sir, I've got some bad news." And I'd love him to just go, "Steve, when take your face for a shade, <laughs> just here, tell me what you can do. Fuck away, off you." And he'd be like, "Oh, oh, Gaffer, but I've got good news. I'm gonna fuck where you go. I've got a breakthrough in the case." He'd be like, "A breakthrough in the case? Get her bucked. <laughs> what does that mean?" Fucking yeah, what's what it means, Steve? What's what's the breakthrough? He goes, oh, the pathologist has got the information on the case. Cut scene. Then there's Ted in the pathologist. He's sort of sitting there very serious with, I mean, Adrian Dunbar, the master of the serious face. Like, any other, you give me another actor that's does a better serious face than him. There is nobody, nobody that does a more straight forward serious face than him. Like, you just be looking at the body like, and the pathologist will be like, oh, the the bullet wound we saw entered the front orbital fo- vortex of the head, and that was the cause of death. Therefore, you thought that they were shot from behind and it came through, but actually someone shot him face on, which makes me think they were kept tied up and it was an assassination. And then it, rather than say something that he would normally say, like, oh, mother of God, he would just go, fucking right, bro. <laughs> I, you love it, you love it, Steve, you love it. And you'd be like, that's not appropriate for that, Ted. Seriously, you've gone a little bit too far. And then the la- the end of this week's episode, there was like a big, a big reveal, you know, of, of something that, like Joe Davidson's character. I'm not, again, this probably is a wee bit of a spoiler, but you found out some information about her. That's about, probably not a spoiler. You found out some information about her and he just looked at the, the, the page. He turned over and he just went, Mother of God. What he'll be doing by two series time, he'll get some information and he'll turn over the page and go, ah, bollocks. And then it'll cut to a real dramatic end. And I mean, who wouldn't love to see that? I absolutely would. I think it would be a really good time and a great mug off for, uh, you know, people who don't really know Belfast Sands. It would be a superb mug off all around and I'd love to see it. And and Ben, by that stage, if you're going to watch, start watching Line of Duty at like season eight, and he'll just be full smick. You know, just be... He'll have his hands down his bags and all. He's sitting behind the desk. You know, fat there, don't you? And he'll be like, no, nah, I don't, Ted. I don't at all. 
Speaking of mug-offs, nobody received a bit. I was going to say a bigger, harder mug-off than me this week, but probably. I got completely mugged off by my three-year-old daughter this week. I set the scene. I was in the shower, just minding my own business, washing myself, as you do. And then I just see the door of the bathroom open, and then comes my three-year-old. and She just hops in, just out of bed, pyjamas on, hops Trudge down, hops in the toilet. And like the way our toilet is, is like facing towards the shower. And then she just goes, Daddy. And you never like to hear that from your child. You don't mind them saying, Daddy, Daddy. But when they go, Daddy? Like, Daddy? Daddy? You go, oh no, it's a question. Daddy? I was like, yes. And she goes to me, Daddy. Do girls have twinkles? And I went, yeah, they do. And then she goes, Daddy. Yes. The boys have winkies. And I went, yeah, they do. And she went, why do you have a twinkle? And I just like, oh, no. I have never in my life been more embarrassed than being in a room with my own daughter questioning my, my gender based on the size of a dick. It's like, well, but long story, what my three-year-old basically looked me dead in the face and goes, why do you have a fanny? And I was like, well... You know, and in my head, I'm like, well, you know, technically, I, I don't. But, you know, obviously, over time and stuff, you might know this, Ben. You know, your your penis does shrink. So your dick's at its longest when you're 14. Like, I had, I mean, I want to say give or take um, 12-inch floppy. And then now, I think, I'd have pushed two, you know, and that's turge. You know, not a flop. A flop's probably... A point fiver, but yeah, and I think that was a bit of an issue. So you know, some people will be listening to that going like weird that your your three year old just comes and goes into the bathroom when you're in there. Why don't you close the door and lock the door? I just want to say to any parents out there that does not become a thing after a while. Even being married, the lock in the door on the toilet becomes obsolete. Would you agree with that? That we don't have a lock in our bathroom door. Well, there you go. See, Ben's like, you know what? I don't even need a fucking lock on my bathroom door. We had a key that locked in our door and we just don't have that anymore. So we technically don't have a lock in the bathroom door. If anything, if I were to be in the bathroom and had the door locked, that would raise more suspicions than anything else. Now, when you're a married guy with children and you go to the toilet and lock the door, having never locked the door normally, it'll rouse suspicion. And by suspicion, I mean your wife will just go, he's masturbating in there which nine times out of ten would be accurate. The other, you know, other t- other time you'd be in there with the door locked, you're probably just crying, you know, just by yourself, just sitting cross-legged in the bathroom crying. But that other nine percent, you would be doing that. So you just can't do that anymore. You have to keep the door unlocked. You can't be at that. Another thing that would be awkward too would be the questions that would follow your wife. would be like, well, what were you doing in there? And if you were having a, you know, whatever, she would be like, well, what was it over? And it's like, Jesus, I don't know, just a video? You know, and then she, like, she'd be like, oh, what kind of video, blah, blah. And you can't actually tell her the truth because the, the cold truth is, as a married dude, you know, with kids, literally you just do it for the sake of it. So you like what over is probably just literally looking at a tile this close, doing the deed, just being like, just get it out of me. Let me reset my chi and let me move on. You know, that's it. <laughs> what material do you use? Pornhub, you know, X hamster. Is that a thing, Ben? Oh, Ben's listing them. Um, don't worry. I, and I just like, nah, like, what, what website do you do? None. I just stare at the tile. I think about a void and I just do it. I don't think about anything 
other than the tile in front of me. Not in a sexual way. It's just, it is what it is. It's just, and that's it. And that is the joy of sex. There you go. That's a, a book I'm going to release. So do not, you never lock your door. It rouses too much suspicion. And also just basically tell your children never to come into the bathroom when you're in there in the shower again, make you feel like shit for the rest of your life. Knowing a three-year-old thinks you're a woman. Another thing she said to me that followed on, she was like, you have big boobies too. And I was like, so I've got a, I've got a vagina and big boobies. And then I tried to explain to her, they're not actually boobies. These are forged from iron in the gym. By the way, these are pectorals. And then she just went, the most offensive thing a child can do. She went, ha, ha, ha just finished and left left the bathroom I was like so you just come in it never felt worse in my life so following on from uh, Twinklegate I've been back in the gym that was the the catalyst to make me go I need to make a few changes here if my daughter thinks I'm a female I need I need to change how my body looks I need to reduce the body fat and pubic hair around my twinkle and I need to you know make the pecs a bit more sturdy rather than looking like boobs you need to work and you know what bodybuilder side pose to do i need to work on that and not just look like i've got big milky ditties on me like because it's not a sweet look for a guy at all um so yeah i've been doing that i've been training i've been uh say training i've probably done two two to three days worth of training you know whatever it is what it is and i've been eating really well and uh i'm still dying of the flu but that's what we are and i say flu i've got a, i've got a slight mild sniffle but to a guy, flu is just easier to say. I've got flu. So we're fighting through it. We're trying to deal with um, the awkwardness that is uh, embarrassment. And yeah, it, it's a good time. You know, we're enjoying life at the minute. Oh, sarcastic. But, you know, being positive though, here, this is this is where I feel at home in this podcast. Doing this podcast has been great. The feedback we've been getting since we've been back in the studio has been really great we had a clip out last week about um the riots was not the one we put out ben and a lot of people enjoyed it a lot of people enjoyed the suggestion of uniting ub40 and the wolf tones to end the riots and hey is what it is a lot of people weirdly enough messaging me on social media being like would you ever do politics no because it's fucking terrible and without doubt I would be like, I'm ru- I'm running as an independent, and then what would happen would be a compilation video of all the ridiculous things I've said in this podcast, and then instantly you'd be like, cancelled. My reign as a politician would be shorter than Sam Allardyce's reign as England manager. It would be just, no. It'd be like, listen, nice try, too inappropriate. And then you know what? Maybe that's what's wrong with the world we live in. They let people who say silly things get punished, whereas the people who are actually in power who say silly things that are genuinely offensive just get away with it. Plus, also, it can be fucked in politics. I've too much of played at the minute with bodybuilding and podcasting. And I was going to say stand-up there, but obviously, you know, we don't we do not do stand-up anymore. So I'm just I'm just a podcaster now. You know, I really am. Um, and did I, did I talk last week, Ben, about my hedge trimmers, my chainsaw? Did I talk about leaving it in to get fixed? Yep. Well, basically, I left it in and I had to collect it this week. And the guy who fixed it was just like looking at me like, like I was less of a man than a three year old looked at me when I was in the shower. And he's and like, I know at the time, like when I went in, he's like, little boys shouldn't play with grown up men's tools and all. Though whenever I went to collect it, I'm pretty sure he handed over, and he just looked at me and went, "There you go, fucking pansy." I was like, "What do you say?" He goes, "Are you army?" You're fucking, we, we, tr- like, it, anything you get called we, 
is offensive. You know, just call it, there's your hedge trimmers. There's your wee hedge trimmers. You know, you, you wee pansy. And then I thought to myself, if I had access to a socket, I could behead you with these little pansy hedge trimmers. But I didn't. And obviously I didn't want to, you know, test it in front of them because that would have been even more awkward if I had got the hedge trimmers out, plugged it in and tested them to see if they worked. I would have lost myself major man points. So, yeah, this is what this week is about. Minus man points, you know, that's what I'm, I'm just in that front struggling. And I feel like this is actually the last week I will be doing the podcast where I'll not be the owner of a dog. So I'm I'm feeling like this will be the last week of freedom. We're collecting a, a dog on Friday. Um, and I'm, it's happening. You know, I was going to say I'm excited about it. I'm not. I'm going to, um, you know, be terrified about it i'm going to be stressed out by it i'm going to be up to high dough about it and you know it is one of those things but i i'm a big believer in that you may as well when you're drowning you may as well just go into deep water yes if you're going to go one way or other you may as well just and the way i look at it too is i've i've two children that now be careful how i word this i've two children that let's just say at the beginning didn't necessarily agree on wanting or having you know but they're there same with the dog you know do I want their you know we don't know but it'll be there and will I love it like I love my children probably more so because that's just what happens when you're a grumpy old dad guy you get a dog you love it more than anything in the world but um, you know it's my wife's choice and I'm I'm a whip guy as you know I'm the, the non-man man so I just get told what's going to happen and go with it and that's where we're at so my head trimmers are back I went to try and cut the bush this weekend and the for some reason it was 20 degrees for 10 minutes and then it snowed for half an hour. Then it was 20 degrees again. Then it snowed. So every time I went and laid out the wee sheets to cut the leaves onto, I went and got my hedge trimmers and put the extension wire in, started to rain or snow and then I had to be like, oh, I don't want to get electrocuted to death. So I had to go and take, it became awkward. So all that effort about the hedge trimmers, they didn't get to use them. So dog can probably escape. I'll be the one to blame for that. <laughs> there we have it. There we are. So listen, I hope everybody's feeling good. They're all positive. Everything in the world is right. And we're ready to just, you know, move on into an open world. Let's let's end the lockdown. Let's go into the world with colds. And let's just see what'll happen. Ben, how long have I been talking for? It feels like I've been speaking for about let me can I can I try and have an accurate guess? Yeah. Seventeen minutes. What is it? Like 26. 26? Shit! Ben, cut this down to 17 minutes. And then call me the predictor, the Nostradamus, which again, make it look like an accurate prediction. Um, 26 minutes isn't bad. When I thought of nothing to talk about this week, you know, um, what I do want to say is, let's do the boring stuff now. The Patreon, which is not boring at all. I shouldn't have said that it's boring. But it's, it's kind of like a degree of an advert. So, Patreon is popping off and by popping off means a lot of people are joining a lot of people are enjoying the extra content i do another podcast every single week if you're on patreon which i i sort of half christened the extra slide podcast but then i realized it would have to be accompanied by like logos and stuff so it's just an extra podcast to do where i just happen to be a little bit more sly than I am on this because it's behind a paywall and you can get away saying whatever you want really. So of that every week, there's some bonus content coming out this week. I actually have a wee promo video for my upcoming show at the Ulster Hall. 
which will be out on Patreon probably tonight. I might actually put it out tonight when I get home from recording this, just for my Patreons. But um, I also have a sketch that myself and Benny have been working on, which I just have to watch back and, and, and take some of my own stupidity out of. And uh, it should be a nice time for the patrons too. I do have an extra podcast over there as well called Serial Killing It, which we couldn't do last week because my guest was not able to do it and then I tried to record it by myself and the actual setup of the podcast didn't work with just me doing it so I was going to just do another bonus podcast but I think if you just do bonus podcasts of the same old shit you always talk about it's thieving people's money so we'll do something a little bit different but if you haven't already and you want to see some more of this sweet I was going to call this a puss if you want to see do people do people call their faces pusses Ben? no my sweet puss you know is that not if you want a bit more of this puss, it's probably not the thing to do, no. If you want more of this puss, get over to patreon.com slash slagipodcast forward slash this puss. <laughs> I mean, Ben, cut that into a clip to 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 get people on Patreon. Do you want, ben, zoom in on my face. Do you want some more of this sweet puss? <laughs> get on patreon.com slash slagipodcast for, could we call it a puss fest? No, okay, maybe we won't. <laughs> but if you don't want a post fest, don't come on Patreon because it's full of this post and um, for you to enjoy. Um, Patreon.com slash slash podcast forward slash this post. <laughs> Can you just get the word this post just coming around the screen here, Ben? This post, that's what it's all about on Patreon. And it's a good time. You know, we have two tiers on there. We've got... um. The writer slides, which are, you know, the the de- down from day ones, they get full content to all my extra post content, and then you have the sly hards, which you just get all my extra podcasts. So the writer slides get all the like sketches, bits of stand up or whatever, clips, taster footage, more posts than the rest of them, and then just everyone. If you want just PP, PCP podcast posts, get on for the Ben's. This is literally Ben's face right now. Why? What's wrong? Do you not like the word poos? Like whenever you're saying. Like, <laughs> I mean, hey, listen. All I'm saying is, get this poos, and then there you go on Patreon, and um, just we'll have a nice time. Speaking of getting this poos, rate and review, rate and review. I was going to say this poos, but then I thought to myself, I've said this poos too many times. Um, you know what's good at it for you, Ben? Make a clip. Of all the times I've just said this post and put it together, 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 and then we're gonna put it out as a promo clip for this week's podcast. This post, this. You know who hates me saying that word? My wife. Yeah, hates it. Now, not that I use it very often, but I called somebody a pussy the other week, and my wife went, "What way do you say that word?" And I went, "What pussy?" And she went, "Why are you saying it like?" Pussy, and I'm like, I'm not saying like pussy, I'm saying pussy. She gets stop. She's like, why are you spitting it out? Why are you puss? And I went, hey, it's just how we said. She goes, nobody else says pussy apart from you. And I said, what way do you say it? And then she just went pussy. And I was like, it's just the word. So, and he said, eat this up, eat this puss up. But I think that's going too far. Eat up this material, get more of this puss, and re-interview it on um. 
Apple Podcasts. Give it five stars, obviously, because you don't want to give it any less than that. Otherwise, you're a pussy, you know, so... <laughs> get behind it enjoy it and it's all good because it does help the podcast what ben and i want to do is get more eyes in the podcast ben you know you know what you want more eyes on this face is that better yeah, thank you. this face more eyes on it so if you like what you see share it and stuff retweet it put it in your instagram stories and tag this face this guy and i will share it out there and it's all good because you know the, the clips have been doing well ben's working overtime over there putting clips together unfortunately I feel like I'm I'm I feel like I'm I'm drowning people in this face but by putting too many clips up so I'll, I'll sort of stagger them a bit but otherwise just listen to the full podcast and get this gold from the get this golden every week and then get on Patreon for more I'm grossing myself out the amount I've said that word I think probably in the last 5 minutes I've said post more than I've said in my whole entire life um and you know listen We've got plenty of nicknames in this podcast. You're the King of the Mountain, the Physique Guy, the any other Truth Speaker, and the Puss Goose. That's. I mean, I was going to make it make like I I feel like yeah. Listen, Ben, no more Puss talk. Okay, from this from on. What I might do is get a Puss gavel. So if any time I say anything, I'll have a Puss gavel. I'll just hit it and. And we're talking about having a, a, a gavel. We're doing a wee bit of a facelift, I think, to the studio. I don't know if I've said it on this podcast or on the Patreon post podcast, but um, we're making a couple of changes. We now, Ben and I, I don't want to say we own this. We don't. We are the sole proprietors of the studio space. So it's just myself and Ben in here doing whatever we want. And by whatever we want, I mean we're just recording a podcast once a week. So Ben being the fucking producer guy that he is is like your shot's too narrow we need to be bigger we need to have more, more. so you've made a few suggestions which basically um we're going to try and implement so i mean hopefully the podcast will look a little bit slicker what what's the light situation like here where would you like another light here just there ideally yeah ideally well would one of those do because they cost like 10 grand for the two of them we need both why where's the other one going Right, okay. So we need. Do you hurt? I don't. And thankfully, there's not another mic for this guy because he's just giving me cheek there. We need two. It's going to look like I am actually in a crime scene. The amount I'll be illuminated more so than. I bet you the lights trip when you get another light in here, they'll just blow the entire fucking circuit. There'll be a power surge in Hollywood and it'll just be raised to the ground. But no, I, I will do that. I'm going to order a new desk and I'm going to get a new lights tonight. So. You know what people can do, Ben? They can see this post in all its glorious HD illumination glory from next week on, maybe, depending on how soon I get the gear. I've never taken drugs in my life. Don't know why even I touch my nose as if I'm a Coke guy. I'm not a Coke. Only Coke I drink is full fat. You know, I don't even sniff it. Just, you know, and I, I, to be fair, I just wanted a total disclaimer in case I do decide to run for politics or I do decide to go into the PSNI. Which I'll I'm definitely not gonna pass the first hurdle. Um, I have, you know, probably in my life, smoked a little bit of um, you know, cannabis weed. I've had a couple of puffs in my life. Total disclosure. I'm not a weed guy. I've maybe had four or five goes on the pipe, and I've also smoked a bit of weed, and that's all I've done. So, yeah, it. honest, straight up, truth speaker guy. And speaking of truth speaking, I just want to um say as well 
the tickets for the Ulster Hall show are genuinely like I know I know people be like oh fuck here he goes again there for some reason there's been a surge in sales and I have a wee promo video coming out today which if you listen to this on the Thursday so they'll probably go a little bit more so if you want to come and you want to and Ben you know what they want to see live in in in, in person TP this post once again you can uh, you can get your tickets on the Ulster Hall website just go on my social media and follow any links that there are there. Speaking of social media, I had a great moment today on social media. I got a new follower, someone I'm a big fan of, someone who is a social media expert, and that's none other than the master of Ampex, Andy Malone. Delighted to have Andy Malone as a fan of this post. I mean, as a, I got to stop saying it. I'm addicted to that word. As in to say, I'm not not literally, I don't have a sex addiction. That's weird. I'm married with kids. There's no way I could possibly have a sex addiction because it doesn't exist anymore. But that's neither here nor there. Delighted to have Annie Malone on board supporting the podcast and me. And it's a great time. And Ulster Hall, selling nicely. I'm happy. You know, I am quite happy this week. I'm chilling. I'm enjoying the podcast. I like the record. Get out of the house to see this guy. He's cringing over there because of the use of my vocabulary this week. But it is what it is. Um, and speaking of cringing... There is uh, somebody I would like to, to make cringe right now, and that's none other than friend of the show, loyal Patreon, Helen, a.k.a. you might know her better as H-Star, who this week on the 16th of April is celebrating her 40th birthday. So can we just give a little round of applause to Helen on her 40th birthday? And I just want to say to you, Helen, from me, Dave... And from also the Dave that you like. In fact, I don't even know if you do like this Dave more than me, but it's your husband who's also called Dave. Um, get in touch and let me know which Dave you prefer. Again, I'd prefer it to be me, but alas, I'm sure because you're married, it's probably him. But that's fine. But your husband Dave, he got in touch and he said, listen, it's Helen's birthday this week. Dave, can you do a message for her on the podcast to say happy birthday? And I said, Dave, here's a link to my cameo. You can just go over there. You can pay me 30 quid. I'll do, I'll do a birthday wish. No problem. And then I went, you know what? I don't actually have a cameo, so I'll just do it in the podcast. So there it is. Dave just wants to say, Dave via Dave, Dave via Dave wants to say thank you for all you have done after his accident. I need to say wee accident. I don't know the severity of his accident he had. It sounds like he's needed a bit of recovery. Get well soon, Dave. And happy birthday to H-Star. We love you. Ben loves you. And Dave loves you, and also I do too. Too many Daves, too many. Happy birthday, big four zero. Love you. You know who else I love, Ben? <laughs> I I nearly forgot to say these guys, the sponsors of the podcast. The Sly Guy podcast is brought to you in association with Manscaped. Manscaped are the number one, the pinnacle in below-the-belt grooming. Now, speaking of grooming, do you have a bush? Yeah, you. I'm talking to you. Do you have a do you have a bush? Are you listening to this podcast? Put your hands down your trousers and have a feel around. Tell me if you've got a bush. Because if you do have a bush, you're an enemy of this podcast. We do not like bushes in this podcast. You know how you eliminate bushes, Ben? Barack no, you eliminate them with a lawnmower 3.0. This is the third generation pubic hair remover it's not actually called that it's just called a lawn mower i mean it's weird because it's not your lawn you're mowing it's your pubes it should probably if anything be called a pube mower but it isn't it's got a ceramic blade so you don't nick your sack 
knick-knack paddy whack you can shave your bone you don't do that you can just trim all your pubes off so you look really sweet you can be part of the anti-bush movement with the lawnmower 3.0 it's a slick looking tool um, it can shave your pubes it can shave your balls it can even shave you know a little awkward bit that sort of lives between you know just the the base of your shaft bend and where your balls kind of are there's always like a wee bit longer bits of hair i call it the billy goat's gruff because if you shave everywhere else you just have this like little billy goat's gruff growing down you can shave that and not worry about cutting yourself um also if you can't fully see clearly if like me you've got a man twinkle and you want to like you need to find where your dick is you can turn it on and see this wee led light can help you find the penis and the undergrowth which by the way it's the name of my new novel, which will be available in all good bookstores very soon. But Manscaped um, have all the products you need, as well as Lawnmower 3.0, that's the per- perfect package 3.0 kit. So you get that in it, you get um, a load of other stuff as well. You get the um, Crop Preserver, which is like a ball deodorant. You also get some ball wipes in there. You get some panties, which are actually called boxers because panties are creepy. And if you're a guy who uses the phrase panties, you're a perv. And if you actually say the phrase panties about your own underwear, underwear, you're a freak. So you get some nice underwear in there. You're going to be looking really sweet. You're going to have your balls looking, smelling, and tasting majestic. I don't know why Manscaped has thrown tasting in there. But hey, they've said it, so they'll go for it. And be sure you want to add to your refined pubic raised area by trying out the new cologne. Get this baby on board. It's very sexy, it smells great, and it makes you want to masturbate. That's a good rhyme, but it's not true because don't be just doing that up. Because you, it smells good and you can shave your pubes. Fuck's sake, if you want 20% off, get on to manscaped.com and use the code SLYGUY. It's all capitals, SLYGUY. Not podcast, the load says that there. Just sly guy for 20% off and you will be en route to having your pubic dreams made reality do you have pubic dreams Ben? not every night no but some nights and what sort of things go on in your pubic dreams? <laughs> okay that's fair but what I say do you start off with a lot of hair around your genitals and by the end of it after using lumber 3.0 you don't? absolutely that's a great way to end a dream the podcast is also brought to you by Bebe Adriano's Mexicanos. You know it's my favourite burrito shop. You know it's the best burritos in the country. You know there are other burrito shops out there that people rave about and they're like, oh, you got to go here and get... No, this is numero uno, as they say, in the country where the Bebe Adriano's Mexicanos originates in Mexico, in Spanish. They say... Oh, I don't even know what I said there, but I know it was Spanish. And that's... The numero uno of burritos, Bebe Adrianos. They have some of the nicest things. Ben, your personal favourite is what? Salt and chilli box. Which is actually what you probably do get if you use a lawnmower 3.0 and you just go outside in a little bit cold. You get certainly a chilli box, but ideally don't put salt on it because it would sting. Um, salt and chilli box is chicken. Salt and chilli chicken in a box with some chippies and some veg. You know, you got the you got the onions in there, the peppers. You got some sauce on there too. Ben, what's your favourite sauce? Garlic. Yeah. You get some garlic on there. I don't like the salt and chilli box. I do like it, but don't like it as much as the dirty cock and cow box. Not only do I like the name, I like I like I will I will invest in anything with the words dirty cock in it. I no matter what that is, I will invest. And the dirty cock and cow box is 
delicio you've got chicken in there you've got strips of steak you have got the veg you've the onions you have peppers you have the works you've got some chips not only regular chips sweet potato fries in there too bam it all on top bit of cheese smoked paprika sauce bob's your uncle fanny's your aunt delicious bebe agianos mexicanos and the podcast is finally brought to you since day one from Modest Beer. Modest are an independent brewery brewing small batch beers for discerning drinkers. Modest are not here to revolutionise the craft beer movement. Oh, no, no. They, their mission is to come, as most of ours is, into the craft beer movement and just improve it. And that's the attitude we want and we need. Just to contribute with a product that's better, it's honest, and it's modest. If you want to know more about Modest Beer, go on their website, www.modestbeer.co.uk or follow them on any social media at Modest Beer on all channels. You can also follow Bebe Adrianos on Instagram at Bebe Adrianos. So there you go. Very original. Very good marketing. Very good products. I swear by these things and I often combine them all at once. I'll have a dirty cock and cow box, a few tins of Modest, Shimeho. What a Friday night that is. That is what you want in life and now to finish off guys with some listeners questions John Joe Flood has said with all big sexy racist bastard Prince Philip dying this week oh John Joe no the internet was awash with shite jokes and 0 out of 10 banter it got me thinking as a comedian do you ever feel pressure to be funny or have a humorous take on public events now there is an element of yes and no about this yes in that like if you're a comedian, people expect you to make jokes about everything. However, I think as a comedian, if your jokes aren't good enough, you shouldn't post them. And I've seen a lot of comedians swinging and missing this week about Prince Philip. A lot of people like posting four, five, six tweets. What I would do if I had all those jokes, I would look at them all and I would go, which is the best? And then i post that, not all of them. Because then that looks like you're just being desperate for likes, which is desperate in and of itself. So... There is some pressure, but also, you know, if if something's a shit joke, I'll try not to do it. Like earlier, when I tried to refer to DMX's son as DMZ, that in and of itself, I'm mortified about. I'm sorry I did it. I wish I hadn't, but it's said, I can't change it. So, yeah, I do think, like, the better comedians, this post, will not post shit. I'll try and time it and hit it. But I mean, I think I said on my Patreon podcast that if I were to make a joke about Prince Philip, it, and I just made this on the spot, and it is decent, it's probably better than 90% of the jokes that were made about Prince Philip. And the joke was as follows. My wife asked me, did I do the Duke of Edinburgh when I was at school? I said, no, I'm not into hiking or camping, but I fuck Prince Philip. Thank you. There we are. Next question, Naomi. I said, Netflix has another new serial killer documentary coming out on David Berkovitz called The Sons of Sam, which must be a pun on the fact that he was known as The Son of Sam, which I don't really like him because he did bombs. Uh, boring. I like serial killers that cut people. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm all about. Gross things. You know, uh, why do you do that? Uh, um, will this tickle your pickle? I think I've answered that, Naomi. No, it won't. Fuck David Berkovitz. He's a weird looking guy too. You know, I like my serial killers to look like kind of sexy. This guy's like a chubby, you know, curly-haired, balding guy. Not sweet. Um, I'm late to the crime game, so it's definitely going on my watch list. Yeah, I mean, obviously I will watch it at some point, but whether I enjoy it or not, I do not know. Um, Aaron Fisher has literally just said shankle rioting. Now, Aaron, if you want to go back a week 
I spoke about the riots at length. I offered a, a resolution to the uh, to the conflicts, and as far as I'm aware, the deputy first minister and the first minister have not secured funding for the Wolf Tones and UB40 to come and play a joint concert at the Peace Wall. So until that happens, the rioting will continue. Um, Michael Kerr said, "Hey, sexy." Nice. And um, what do you think of England opening up before the rest of us? Fuck's sake. Um, I mean, I think it. I think I don't really care anymore. See, it's got to this point where, you know, I, I'm I'm excited about opening up again. But uh, you know, if I was locked down forever, I wouldn't care because I'm a grumpy old man. I've realised that whenever I'm out in public, I hate people. I like the idea of being out when you actually see people. I hate them. I went to um the, I think it's called. The fairy trail is that a thing in Galgorm Castle? Would that be as a parent? Have you heard of that? Nope. Nope. Ben likes the parent. He likes the like. This is how I describe Ben's parent style. He rules with an iron fist, whereas I, on the other hand, rule with a rubber fist. Make of that what you may. But um, it's basically what it was. Was a wee trail, which is a walk with like lots of fairy doors and trees and stuff for kids to be interested about. Which, by the way. Once you see one fairy door in a tree, you've seen them all. So just have one fairy door in a tree. Go see it and go, oh, it's a fucking fairy door. Sweet. And then go home. But we went to this fairy trail in Galgorm Castle. And I was just surrounded by fucking idiots. Like, there were people just, like, taking forever to do. Like, there was a wee quiz. And by quiz, basically, you had a wee sheet. And you had to fill in the words. And then at the end of it, it said something like, Happy Easter, everyone. It's, like, very detailed. And, um... There was just people in front of me and just, you know, you just hear the voices of certain people you haven't heard from you from being locked down and you just go, yeah, I just hear people, you know, just, just ganches. You ever heard that word, just ganch fucking people speaking, I guess, come on, Mackenzie. And you're like, oh no, stop doing that. Move out of the way. And then another offensive thing is whenever my daughter, fully decked in pink with long hair, walks past, that little boy's trying to get through. And you're like, don't you fucking dare call my daughter a little boy or I'll headbutt you I don't care what you are if you're a child or not I'll headbutt you and then a lot of these kids I just hate it you know so um, a bit of me thinks I'm excited about getting out again but I'm going to start seeing people that I'll hate and then I'll just be like I'm never leaving my house again I'll become a recluse I have slight anxiety about people too if they're too close to me now that's bred out of the pandemic so hopefully you know we'll get back to normal soon enough but what I'm saying to you is whenever you come to my Ulster Hall show I'll do photos, but I will be behind Perspect Glass like the Pope. But that's all good. Um, in the hood. Phil has said, hold on, Dave. Can you recall a time you felt as good as Paul Chuckle looks here? Get a photo of Paul Chuckle up there, please. I mean, Paul Chuckle, you know what? This is going to sound harsh to say, but since Barry died, Paul's definitely living his best life. He's definitely more sexy. He's more creme fresh with his outfits. He's like experimenting with leather. I assume not only in just clothes, but in other things as well. Good luck to him. I, I feel like he needed something to um, you know, move on because him and Barry were such a like they were the best double act of all time. The Chuckle Brothers. Just, people can come at me and be like, "Oh, what about Laurel?" Nope. The Chuckle Brothers are the number one double act. Of all time. What about the SAS? I'm like, what do you mean? Shearer and Sutton? No. The Chuckle Brothers are back to Mexican again. Numero uno. Those guys. But I mean, I definitely think that Paul Chuckle looks pretty, 
pretty dope. And by the way, Phil, don't ever tell me that sea swimmers are anything but wankers. All right, so he tried to say there, sea swimmers, nah, fuck those guys. But yeah, he's definitely got creme fresh status, and he's also a bit calm in that photo as well, which is something. And Shane, Shane Todd, again, I don't know why, has written no under the question. Any questions, no. Good, productive, supportive behaviour from Shane. And I mean, what his question probably should have said is, instead of no, do you have any questions, it'd be, Dave, how do you host a funny, engaging podcast by yourself without relying on guests? And then I would say to you, just be better at what you do. Improve yourself. And then what I don't like about it, there's a lot of likes on his no. Um, you know, what I do like here, and I want to give a major shout out to Pete Snodden. He's written hashtag supportive, which is true because it's it disrespectful. What Shane has done, I will critique his podcast and hey, you'll have an eye opener. And people be like, but his podcasts are great. I'm like, yeah, takeaway trip advisor reviews. What have you got? Same old chite. All right. So I appreciate that, Pete. Thanks for the support. All these other guys liking it are just, oh, they're the worst. Just they just look like people I would hate. You know, these sort of guys. A lot of a lot of dudes in their like late twenties liking that post, ha <laughs> ha, thinking it's really funny. The same sort of guys that look like if you asked them what their favourite movie was, they would say American Psycho. Feeling American Psycho, the Wolf of Wall Street. You know, they're the kind of guys who look like they in their in their twenties would have been like, you know, the group of guys who would just pose around one guy holding a bottle of grey goose, like and then in their 30s just all, all they post on social media is their meat and not like dick pics I mean like a literal brisket like as if they're fucking Gordon Ramsay these guys who buy a barbecue and they just basically take a piece of meat and then put salt and pepper on it and rub it with their hands and put it in the barbecue and think they're the fucking big shot you know what you all are losers and by the way I'm going bald that's fine losing my hair I embrace it these guys coming forward trying all this shit wearing polo shirts Fuck you, and fuck you too, Shane, for that negativity. And thank you, Pete Snodden, for being a good guy. I appreciate that. Mark Beggs has said, good morning, Papa Pump. Love muscle. I mean, whoa, big Papa love muscle. With WrestleMania in the rearview mirror, I'd like to know what your finishing move would be. Hashtag very sexy. Do you know the, the, the move Rey Mysterio does called the 619? Take out the one, figure it out. That'd be my move. And it would be a submission maneuver. Um, oh wow, ACMCG, which I assume is some relation of Elon Musk, has said, might be too late, never too late, um, but I've always wondered how you and your wife navigate mealtimes. You've mentioned that she's veggie and wondered if you have any tips for cooking two different dietary requirements. Thanks. Now, another phrase I like to use is there's plenty of ways to skin a cat. So for our meals sometimes I will just dabble in the in the vegetarian world. Now, some people will be freaked out by that and be like, oh, what are you doing? Some veggie alternatives are pretty sweet. Like, you can have a lot of pasta meals you don't need meat in. So we could do that. And I like to sometimes dabble in corn mince. I don't like the fuck with corn chicken, but corn mince is very nice. You can have a good corn mince bolognese. You can have a good corn mince lasagna. You know, you can have pasta-based meals without um any any meat in it, so you can, you know, mix it up that way, she's also a pescatarian, not a veggie, so she'll eat fish, which by the way, I watched the uh, documentary Seaspiracy this week, which my one takeaway out of that is, 
McDonald's need to bring back plastic straws because it's not a problem in the ocean. All right, McDonald's, let's start today. But yeah, so we do that. So the bulk of the meal, so if, for example, we're doing like a, a Sunday dinner, we'll have like roasted vegetables, some like roasted potatoes. We love a roast in our family. Um, and then I'll just like do a piece of like chicken or something and then she'll have like a veggie alternative. So we do the bulk of the meals the same, but then maybe if I want a bit of meat, I'll add that in or else we'll just have entirely like tonight for dinner. We had corn lasagna on Slimming World, of course, with some roasted potatoes, which was nice. So that's how we navigate it. We don't do, we very rarely do two completely different meals unless we're doing like a cheap meal together, in which case I'll get beef, burgers and all other kinds of stuff too. So there are ways, if you're a veggie and a non-veggie, you can coexist. It's not an ideal situation, but you know, you can coexist and if you do the bulk, you'll be all right. Speaking of all right, I think that was an all right episode. Ben, we're done. How long have I been talking for now? Well, I guess. I'm going to say one hour and six minutes. What is it? Five, 56. 56? 10 minutes short? See, I'm, uh, next week I'll guess correctly. But listen, guys, thanks once again for listening. If you've enjoyed the podcast and you haven't already, please rate and review. If you want more of this sweet post, get over to patreon.com slash podcast And genuinely, buy tickets to my Ulster Hall show soon. And, you know, I, I would plug tickets before and be like, Bob, I get they'll be sold out. Please get them. I want I want the my I want my real fans to come and see me. I don't just want any old Tom Dick or Harry. So get the tickets, get that, it'll be a good time. Share the podcast, spread the good word, get people listening. And other than that, just enjoy yourselves and you know, don't let the opinions of, of a three year old bring you down because of the will. You know, stand up the three year olds and that's that's all I gotta offer this week, guys. We'll be back next week, hopefully with a slight change of scenery. Maybe Ben. I mean, it's all down to me on order and stuff because you just sit there and fucking bark out orders. But I'll not worry about that. Guys, Patreon, social media, whatever. Sly Guy Podcast. Spread the word. God bless you. See you next week. RP, Philip. And DMX. I'm the Sly Guy.